0: I'm Steph Hansen, faculty at Iowa
1: State University. And I'm Mary Janowski, faculty at the University of Nebraska. When we started our faculty positions, we quickly realized how important mentoring can be to the success of our graduate students and our programs. Using the
0: principles of community, communication, and curiosity, we'll give you actionable tips to become a better graduate student mentor, based on what we've learned during our mentoring journey. We've made the mistakes, so you don't have to, because mentoring matters. Hello, mentors, and welcome to a new episode of the Mentoring Matters podcast. In today's episode, we wanted to share with you about a research retreat that I ran with my group in the fall of 2021, and Mary's going to kind of interview me during this time and just see what we did and what I thought worked well and what I would like to maybe do differently next time.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually thinking about doing a retreat later this year. And so I said I wanted to pick her brain about what she did in her retreat. And we decided that others might be interested in learning uh, from her experiences. So we decided just to share it here on this podcast. So I guess uh, to get started, Steph, so why did you do a retreat? What do you think the benefits are of having a lab retreat?
0: So the reason I wanted to do a research retreat was twofold. One of them was I felt like I had a critical mass of knowledge in the group at that time. I was getting ready to graduate a couple of PhDs who had been with us for a while, and I kind of didn't want to let them get away before we had gotten a chance to sit down and have them be a part of a big discussion about how their work had progressed our lab focus and 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 research and kind of what the next steps would be.
1: Just to be clear, the, the first part of your goal really was to Uh, maybe share knowledge among the group related to your specific research?
0: Yes and no. I mean, so my group shares research all the time, right? So I did not spend time during the research retreat, having everybody like present on their own results, but I wanted to really have the research retreat be focused on setting goals, both five-year and 10-year goals for my research lab. And I didn't want to lose some of the expertise that I was about to graduate before I got a chance to do that retreat, because that would have been a lot of knowledge walking out the door. and I, I really valued what they could bring to the table.
1: Okay, I gotcha. you. Okay, so now what was number two?
0: So I guess basically I said it in there is I wanted to come up with kind of a five and ten year research plan for the lab. So I wanted to say, you know this is where our focus is, and then my ultimate goal that we still haven't gotten to yet is actually to take the information that we talked about in the retreat, And kind of lay out a funding strategy for the next several years. What could we fund from industry? What could we fund from federal dollars? What are things that we need to kind of self fund with money that we've accumulated over the over the years, Um, and kind of prioritize right because especially in a field as big as mine with mineral nutrition. You could study a lot of different things. And I just feel like a lot of our research has been disparate, but is converging now. And we wanted to see how we could kind of pull that together to move forward.
1: I think it helps clarify things for you. But also, uh, those are all good questions for the students to have to think about, regardless of whether they're going into industry or academia, you know, thinking about all the stuff outside of just the specific project that they have. That's pretty neat. Kind of go through what you did, what did
0: your agenda look like? So my first priority was I wanted us to meet off campus. And I would say that in a perfect world, and if I did this again, I would really like to make it like a full weekend and we would go someplace that was not in Ames where Iowa State is located. And we would kind of do a mix of research retreat activities and maybe some fun things like going for hikes or something like that. I think there's a good mix of kind of camaraderie that comes from getting those students together. But in particular, I wanted us not to just be in the conference room down the hall from the lab because I felt like we needed to be in a different environment. So Iowa State actually has this really cool lodge that's basically in the middle of town, but it's kind of buried in this like really woody lot and you have to drive back through the trees to get to it. And it was free for student organizations. So I just reserved that for the day. We were basically in this big old wooden lodge for the day with big set of conference tables and comfy chairs and a little kitchen attached. So I brought breakfast supplies and then we went out and grabbed lunch. And then my agenda for the rest of the day was pretty much split between professional development activities for the students. And then the things that I really wanted to get out of it about our research goals.
1: So why do you think going to a different location is important? Like I I also was thinking the same thing. Uh, I was thinking about tagging it on to professional meeting that we're going to. And I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on why you think that might be useful to be in a different setting.
0: I think it's really easy when you're in the same place that you have grad meetings or that you have classes or that's just down the hall from all of the other work sitting there it's really easy to be kind of splitting your focus. So I wanted them only to be focused on the research retreat. I don't know about you, but if I am in the building at work, I'm in the building at work. And if I was someplace else, I I think you kind of bring a new creativity and openness. That was the other thing. I brought big, huge notepads kind of thin markers and stuff because when I split us up into smaller groups, I wanted us to have places that we could write down all of our thoughts.
1: I guess my thought process was kind of similar. I wanted them to feel like it was different, right? The the goals are different here. This is is concentrating, like you said, more on professional development, more on developing a game plan and and team building. And so I didn't want it to be the same as our normal group meetings. I wanted it to be different. Okay, so you said you split it up between professional development and research topics. Uh, maybe explain kind of some of the activities you did related to professional development first. Yeah.
0: So I wanted to make sure that they had something to kind of walk away with from the retreat. I knew I was going to walk away with something valuable, right? I was going to have some additional focus. If five different people came together and we all kind of had the same vision by the end, I thought, you know, that'd be a pretty good gift for me. So I had them work on personal mottos. And so they kind of had some exercises that we did probably took, you know, well over an hour they each had to do a few different exercises. I mentioned the billboard last time where they had to design like a billboard that would reflect them. And, you know, you learn a lot just from seeing the things that they put on that billboard. But they also had to like write down, uh, I gave them a list of words to choose from. And they chose like 10 words from that. And then they used those, they were kind of their personal values to make their personal motto statement, you know, so everybody at, at that point had been in my lab for like a minimum of a year and a half. So they were they were all very comfortable sharing with everything. But I always every time we did a go around and said, Okay, does anybody want to share? I made it very clear, like, you know, you don't have to share if you don't want to. But of course, they all did. And then we did a lab motto. So we we created our lab mission statement as a group. And that was really powerful because we all came up with the words that we thought we wanted to have included in there. And then we each took five minutes or so to write our own version. And then we actually just gave them blind to one person who typed them all up so we wouldn't know whose was who. And then in a a week later, in a a full grad meeting, we actually went through and voted on the one that we liked and tweaked and wordsmithed a little bit. And that's the one that's going to be on our website now and be our lab mission statement. So I have it here. The Hanson Lab seeks to create a welcoming community of learners to answer research questions pertinent to the beef industry. We strive for excellence in collaboration, problem solving, integrity and personal growth. So it's as much about the culture of the lab group, I think, more so than anything to do with our actual research.
1: I can remember going to various uh, meetings and we might have to do a a motto or talk about our values. And I used to think those things were kind of cheesy. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And I had to do it for the coaching workshop that I was in. And that was the first time that I actually found it valuable. And the reason was because of how many times we kept coming back to it during the session. So over the course of those three days, most of the time in in the coaching sessions, because we would practice coaching. So I might have a problem and I'd have a coach helping me through it or vice versa. We would try to go back to what I'm hearing your value is here, yada, yada, yada. And at one point in time, somebody said something and, and I was like, no, that is not my value. Like, and of course, they didn't know that. But to me, I was like, no, that's not it. But what is it? Because I can see why they think that. And it really was a clarifying moment in terms of things that, that really mattered to me. So I do think having them go through and do values and then working towards your group value makes a lot of sense. I also believe that for that to be really effective, we likely need to incorporate it more in our day-to-day uh, after the fact to continue to s- pop back to that, that mission statement or that value statement for the group. Uh, because otherwise, I think, you know, mission statements are only valuable <laughs> if you really align with them and, and feel them.
0: <laughs> I agree. So the students were going to put their kind of personal mission statements on their CVs. That's what they decided, right? Because it was a quick way for
1: somebody to sort of encapsulate and see what they're about. I think it could be a great activity. And I think you get to learn a lot about the students and the students get to learn a lot about each other and you, because I assume you did the activity as well, correct? Right. Okay, so you did the values and individually as well as uh, created a collective group uh, mission statement. Uh, what's, what else did you do?
0: So that was pretty much it from the professional development stuff, in part because I knew we didn't have a ton of time. I had a definitely an overly ambitious agenda, which is pretty typical for me. And basically, we have two main focuses in our lab. One of them is kind of we're interested in all the things that support growth in cattle and particularly how that relates to micronutrients like minerals and vitamins. And then we're really interested in transportation stress is kind of the other side. So regardless of what those things were, we had two kind of main thrusts to our research. And so my goal was to do a discussion of one of those in the morning and then we'd have lunch and then we would do one of them in the afternoon. We ended up only getting to really one of them to do a justice. And we had Research Retreat 2.0, where we just did an afternoon on campus um, about three weeks after the original retreat to make sure that we could cover that second topic.
1: Things always take longer than I than I expect. Last week I did a strengths meeting because all of my students did strengths finder and I wanted to have them really start to dig into thinking about their strengths and how they use them. And I dedicated an hour to it and we got about a quarter of the way through what I had planned on doing. So I guess a big lesson there is go ahead and plan what you're going to do and then cut at least half. (laughs)
0: Well, I think that's good because it means that they're actually participating, right? Your agenda can go real quick if nobody's participating.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I and I had to cut uh, multiple things down in terms of how much I gave them the opportunity to go around and talk about, which I think is good. That's, that's probably a good problem to have. Okay. So what would you do differently?
0: I split, like I said, I split the topics, you know, one for the morning and one for the afternoon. And I kind of had given them a heads up about what the topic was going to be. So the first thing I did is gave them index cards and just have them individually write their thoughts down about what they thought were some of the most important, either kind of what we knew we knew about that topic or what we thought we knew or what we needed to know. And we broke them down into those groupings. And then we kind of went around the room and looked to see who had similarities on things. And then the next step was, so I, had, I think we had six of us, we split us up into two groups of three. And I intentionally split those groups so that I didn't end up with all of my transportation stress gurus in one group and all of my growth gurus in the other. So I kind of branched them across their Uh, expertise. We met for um, about 30 minutes as those groups then with our flip charts and just wrote down everything that we thought we have really advanced the science of in that section of our research and what were some of the really pressing questions that we had. And then we came back together as a group and we kind of looked to see what each group had come up with to see if there were things. So like, for example, there was a couple of things that people had like bolded and underlined and circled on both of them. It was clearly we were all thinking this is really important in this field. My plan is that that is kind of a next step to say, okay, well, we know that that's really important. We've got lots of preliminary evidence that says this is happening. Is this something where now we can figure out, yeah, is this something we can get industry funding for or is it something that we need to go for a federal grant for?
1: My brief reading about team retreats in the business world, they talk about it being a time for the whole team to reflect, get aligned and chart a path forward. And that sounds exactly like what you were trying to do in that session was really for everybody to step back, take a look at, at what all the work that everybody's been doing think about where uh, the future is in terms of the area of research. My question, my last question was, what would you do differently? (laughs) Oh, sorry. It's no problem.
0: Yeah, I would do several things. So one of them would be, I think, and probably a lot of people can um, relate to this, when you have a lot of introverts or when you have a broad spectrum of expertise, right? You've got somebody in there who's been working in that field for five years They're very confident. They're very comfortable speaking up. And you've got somebody who might have a good thought, but they're younger. They're not as comfortable speaking up. And they may, even if you don't intend to do it, they may kind of get stepped on a little bit, right? So they need more time to prepare ahead of time to make sure that their ideas get heard too. So even just thinking out loud here, I would do some sort of like seminar series leading up to the retreat where I would have had everybody present on some of the coolest aspects of their particular research so that everybody was really up to date on what everybody else was doing and then I would have set out some of these questions I was going to ask at the retreat and I'd give those students a couple of weeks to really do the thinking about it I think they would have brought even better thoughts to the table because I'm by far the most extroverted of that group and like it was okay for me to think out loud on I'm on my feet and that's
1: That's not how I get their best work, right? Do you think you could accomplish the same goal by having a multi-day retreat where you would bring up some ideas, kind of table them, go do something else and come back to it later? Do you think that would be enough time or do you think you need multiple weeks or?
0: I think it depends. I think it, it depends how deep you want them to think about things and bring it back. I don't think if they didn't have some time to be by themselves and do some research and do some writing and stuff, I, I still think it'd be too shallow. I got you. And and it's different, right? It's like you and I could come together for a research retreat with very little preparation and talk about a subject that we're both experts in. But when you have everybody from a second semester master's student to a postdoc in the room, you just have such broad experiences in there that it's it's hard to get them to kind of all be like oh yeah of course it's that really super basic complex thing right
1: (laughs) yeah I I can I can see how that would be a, a challenge and I like your idea of you know, starting early and maybe the retreats really the the culmination of all of the conversations that you've been having up until that point. As I think about retreats like that we do, like in our department and things like that, we often do come in cold and they ask us a question and we get in a group and we discuss and then we come back together. And then I feel like we do nothing with it ever again. Correct. Correct. (laughs) So you already mentioned a couple of things that you've done since the retreat to come back to either concepts or questions that came up. Do you have plans to continue uh, having multiple touch points on the content from the retreat?
0: Well, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I wanted to get out of that retreat was this sort of super focus, right, on what our next step should be and kind of the funding plan. And we still haven't finalized that, in my opinion. So that to me was a failure on my part to get that out of the retreat. But I think it's because I was overly ambitious and we just kept having all these really good discussions that I didn't want to shut down. So we just needed more time. My plan has been to take my two postdocs who have expertise in these two areas and just kind of be like, okay, but here's what we heard. And between the three of us sitting down and kind of making that plan, which that would be an amazing plan if they didn't both just get jobs in the last week. So,
1: <laughs> well, <you better> do <laughs> which it is quick.
0: awesome for them. Sad for me.
1: <laughs> but I mean, things like that where you could have a meeting come up with kind of the direction and then go back to the group and said, okay, this is what we talked about. Here's where we went forward with it. And what do you guys think again, gives them an opportunity to feel included um, but maybe allows the, those who have more experience and expertise to kind of lead it.
0: Um, one of the topics, actually the one that everybody circled on their list and was like, this is impacting both of our areas of research. It's really, really interesting to us. We actually just did a follow-up grad meeting. We're starting a whole series of grad meetings around that topic. So we just did our first one yesterday, and that was really good discussion. We brought in a collaborator who knows about that um, piece of research And we have some really good research topics to come off of that.
1: So again, some touch points where you took information that came out during that session and have moved forward with it since. It sounds like you've identified some important things for the group. And so that would be a long-term benefit. Are there any other long-term benefits that you felt have come out of this retreat?
0: It's hard to say. I think that people could probably see a pretty good, you know, team building kind of thing come from it. My team was already very tight at that point. We just added a new person in January and, you know, she's fit in really well, but I could already see the benefit of starting to have another type of event like this where she gets to kind of join in with some of those kind of things as well.
1: I think that is one thing. You, you really didn't focus on uh, team building necessarily in your retreat, and that might be one of the things that people do. So in my mind, there's kind of the organizational development, or in this case, your lab mission, your research direction. Those would kind of be within the organizational development. You could have team development as a major goal, and that those activities might look a little bit different. But that that's kind of what I see as you can have a retreat and it may have very different goals. And so I was curious about yours. For me, I would say that team development would be very important. And so I'd be interested in your thoughts about activities we might do to help develop the team.
0: Well, I always am a fan of doing like, you know, the going for walks or going for hikes and stuff like that.
1: Well, I was thinking about activities like um, I know in the past you've done life in a bag.
0: Yeah, we talked about it quite a bit on one of our, in our I think in our team culture episode, which I encourage people to go listen to. <laughs>
1: right. Maybe yeah. I need to go back and listen and get some ideas. Again, I had all the students do the strengths finder and having a discussion about their strengths and I had them just go through and underline what they found in the descriptions about their top five strengths that really they felt encapsulated them. And then we kind of went through and talked about that and why. And everybody just kind of shared some things. And I just noticed even among the group as we were doing that, you could tell people were like, oh, yeah. And they would chime in and talk about the other person and you could just see how much they were gaining from um, those responses. So I think that was a team building activity. And my hope is to push that forward in the future to help them be more productive and uh, happier in in life in general by leaning into their strengths. But I was kind of curious about other opportunities to think about team building. My group tends to have a lot of variability in their Uh, research so they don't overlap as much and so I think sometimes they don't talk to each other as much about what they're doing and so I feel like uh, sometimes they're they're like their own little islands and I want them to uh, connect those islands and make a,
0: a much bigger island. Well I think anytime you do an activity where they learn an insight about another member of the team there's an opportunity for growth there, right? So like our personal motto stuff, I mentioned before that I learned so much about those students and I had known some of those kids for five plus years already at that point. I still learned things about them. And I learned a lot about the ones that I hadn't had for nearly as long, right? So I think they learn about each other. They remember that they might make a connection with somebody because of something like that. So yeah, I think anytime you can do that individual stuff, it still becomes a way for them to build as a team.
1: So I've been, I've been a mentor for about a decade. And, yeah. uh, and I've never done a team retreat. And I was thinking about why. And I realized it was because it's, uh, it's, again, it's something that takes some courage because you're stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that you've never done before. So if you were to give advice to somebody who is considering doing this, but maybe is a little bit scared, what would it be?
0: Well, I've mentioned before, I have a high risk, high reward kind of um, approach to these things. Even if I ask them to do a, an activity or something in grad meeting, like, you know, the worst case, if it flops, it's like, well, that was a waste of 30 minutes of our time. But 99% of the time they go really well. And it's just about whether I come back to them. Right. So I think preparation is the the key here, right? So I tried to do a lot of thinking about what I wanted to get out of the retreat, what I wanted the students to get out of the retreat. I probably could have even done more about maybe getting like one of my postdocs really involved in some leadership with it. That would have been good for them as well and helped me see if any blind spots that I might have missed as I was preparing. The biggest thing I think that can fail on the research retreat is if nobody offers ideas. And if you have a whole bunch of strong introverts and you didn't give them the time to prepare, that could absolutely happen, right? But if you've given them an agenda ahead of time, you've done some thinking about the activities you want to do, you kind of know your priorities, right? It's kind of like when you're teaching a lecture, you know that if you get short on time, you're like, I'm going to skip that stuff. It's not important, right? You kind of got to prioritize. But I would definitely recommend a research retreat to anybody.
1: Well, I I appreciate your insights. I think it can be really, really beneficial. I like your thought process of, you know, you you need to have clarity in your goals and you need to allow everybody to understand what the goal is beforehand. And maybe uh, there's an opportunity to even get feedback from the group beforehand so that if there are some ideas that they have about what they would like to see, or what they would like to get out of the retreat that you can incorporate that as well. So you kind of have a shared governance of the retreat.
0: Depending on your time and your goals. Yes.
1: (laughs) All right. So uh, do you have any last thoughts for our listeners before we adjourn today?
0: No, I think a research retreat is a really fun idea. I think it can be done in lots of different ways. It could be, you know, a half day event. It could be a full weekend event. It could be something longer. And it's just about the preparation that you put into it and then thinking about what you want to do with that information when you're done.
1: Well, I appreciate uh, your thoughts today and I appreciate our listeners. So if, if you guys have questions or thoughts about content that you would like to see us discuss, uh, please uh, go on our Twitter and give us a shout out.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.